Hello there, welcome back to Case Acquaint. Today I'd like to present to you the new Case Acquaint mini-sodes. This is going to be mini-sode number one, and we're posting it on our regular platform, but all of the future mini-sodes will be posted on YouTube. This is because the Case Acquaint mini-sodes are going to last anywhere from 5 to 10 minutes, probably no longer than that. So we felt YouTube is a better platform for those, and we're going to be posting those a lot more frequently than we post our weekly full-length episodes, but we're still going to be posting our full-length episodes. So if you like this episode, if you think it's useful and helpful, and if you'd like to be able to share it, please head on over to our YouTube channel and subscribe. Other thing to note is if we have updates for you after uploading the original video, the updates will be posted below in the notes. So thank you for visiting and sharing. Let's get started. This episode, we're going to be talking about the disappearance of 19-year-old Kiera Bergman. Kiera Bergman moved to Arizona in March of 2018 to be with her boyfriend, and the relationship appears to have been rocky. Friends say Kiera had been talking about moving back home to the San Diego area soon. I want to make something clear before we get started with more details. Kiera had a cell phone, but the phone service was not working. So when she texted, it would have had to go through an app, and according to her family, it was either FaceTime or Facebook messaging. We don't know what app was used for the messages we're going to talk about, but the most important thing to note is that Kiera would have needed to have Wi-Fi access in order to communicate. We're going to assume police have been all over that, tracking her movements that way when possible. So on August 4th of 2018, that was a Saturday. Kiera worked her shift at Progressive Leasing, and she decided she wanted to go home early. She messaged her ex-boyfriend, a man by the name of John Christopher Clark, and she messaged him asking him to come pick her up. This car that John was driving, and in fact still has in his possession, was Kiera's car. But he somehow convinced her to sign the title over to him, and then he went and got a title loan for the car. John said he dropped Kiera off at home, which was an apartment at the Indigo Creek Complex in Glendale, which is a suburb of Phoenix. And that was around the 51st Avenue and Thunderbird area. Now, he said he left there between 12.30 and 1 p.m. that day. And then he says that by 1.06 p.m., he had a message exchange with her. He was asking her where she was. Kiera responded, according to John, at 1.54 p.m., but her response has not been disclosed. A little after 4 p.m., Clark says he messaged Kiera again, asking where she was. Now, Kiera had a roommate and a co-worker named Destiny. She said that after that, at some point during the day, she had a message exchange with Kiera's phone. And she said that Kiera told her she had been picked up by someone she had met at the store a couple days prior. And she's going to go on a date with him. Destiny said that sounded out of character for Kiera to do. And that she didn't believe Kiera would really do that. Then there were no more messages from Kiera's account. 
Then Sunday came and went, still nothing. On Monday, August 6th, Kiera didn't show up for her work shift. Destiny contacted Kiera's mother, Kirsten Bragg, to let her know Kiera hadn't been at work and hadn't been in contact since Saturday. And that is when Destiny decided, after some urging from Kirsten, to call the police. Kirsten had last messaged with Kiera on July 30th, and Kirsten and the rest of Kiera's family was still in the San Diego area, by the way. So the last person to see Kiera that authorities know of was John Christopher Clark. Destiny said that Kiera seemed upset on her last day of work, and that may have contributed to her leaving early. Now, the police response was serious, more than you usually see in missing adult cases. So there must be something going on that hasn't been released to the public. They did what from the outside appears to be a pretty exhaustive search of the apartment and the car John Clark has successfully been able to get into his name. Why did Kiera sign her car over to John? Just doesn't make any sense. How is it possible that he had that much control over her? Kiera's family drove over to Phoenix to look for her. On August 11th, Kiera's family held a vigil at her apartment complex, and there were friends and neighbors also present. It was documented by local media, and we noticed that while her family pleaded for Kiera to return, and Destiny recounted for the cameras the last time she was in contact with Kiera's messaging app, the young man standing next to Destiny, presumably her boyfriend, mumbled something about Kiera in the past tense. It's hard to make out what he was trying to say, maybe trying to describe her, but he used the words she was rather than she is. Now, it's been claimed that Kiera's purse and wallet with all of her ID cards were found hidden in the back of her closet in her apartment. At least three other people had access to that apartment. John told the media in a report posted on August 17, 2018, that Destiny hadn't told him about messages she had received from Kiera's phone. He said Destiny claimed to him that she hadn't had contact with Kiera. To be fair, Destiny had no reason to be telling John Kiera's business with other men, if this is in fact the situation. John also said that Destiny's boyfriend, Kalon, had cut off all communication between them, which is also rather peculiar. John didn't participate in calling police to try to report Kiera missing. He didn't speak to police until they came for him. At that point, they had search warrants. The police, in the process of investigating the disappearance, discovered some alleged illegal activity on John's part. Kiera's family has also said publicly that Kiera had told them she wanted to get away from him because he was, as characterized, scamming people. John refused to take a polygraph when police tried to question him about Kiera's disappearance. Now, John Clark was already on probation, which may be why he had to live in Arizona. He and Kiera's family are not on friendly terms, and his relationship with Kiera's stepdad, Chris, is negative. He even threatened Chris, sending him a message that he wanted to kick Chris's teeth in. 
Cops say they found several identifications, including social security cards, among John's belongings, as well as forged items. He was booked into jail for 22 counts of aggravated identity theft and two counts of forgery. Some of the things they found were they said they had some South Carolina licenses with the name Jean Deborah Panel and two California licenses with the name Deborah Jean Panel. John's picture was on these licenses, but he also had IDs of 21 separate people. And he had life insurance application forms and bank account information with his signature as the insurance agent. John's bond was set at $25,000, but then he was ordered released when the county attorney requested additional information to decide whether to prosecute for those charges. Also, John's probation officer never filed a petition to revoke his probation, so since that wasn't filed, they couldn't hold him for a hearing. Now, Sergeant Lewis with the Phoenix Police Department says, The complete severance in contact with friends and those close to her and the inability for people to connect with her, that's inexplicable. And there are other suspicious parts of the investigation that I can't share. Her disappearance appeared sudden and suspicious, and for that reason, we are concerned. Police are saying they suspect foul play. Kiara's family has a message for her. If you're hearing this, Kiara, know that we all love you and miss you, and wherever you're at, get to a phone, call us, and let us know you're okay. Kiara's cell phone is said to be not working or off at this point. Kiara Bergman is 19 years old. Kiara is biracial. She's 5'3". She weighs about 145 pounds. She has black hair and brown eyes. And in most of her pictures, she's wearing glasses. We don't know if she had them on when she went missing. If you know anything about Kiara's disappearance, please call the Phoenix Police Department's Missing Persons Unit at 602-534-2121. Please share this video on your social media so we can get the word out about Kiara's disappearance and maybe someone who knows something can step up with more information for police. Thank you for listening. We'll talk again soon.